This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? Trevor Thornton. And what is your primary role in the line dance community? I am one of the line dance choreographers and instructors here on the dance circuit. All right. And uh, what does that entail for you? Like, what, what is it that you do and where do you do it? Oh my goodness. Well, I'm very blessed to have the opportunity to work at many different events. Um, obviously, currently we are at the JC Dance Productions Fun in the Sun, mm-hmm. um, aka FITS is what everybody calls it. So, um, my job here for this weekend has been to just go out and, and teach the dances that I've choreographed to the different to the different um, attendees. And uh, I've, I've actually, this is the first year I really enjoyed getting to be an instructor for the children's classes as well. The kids, this is a family-friendly event, which I've really enjoyed and really tests your patience as an instructor when you have to teach the younger <laughs> uh, generation. But I think that it's really cool how the younger generation is being trained almost on what events to come attend. And so my job here is to just be an instructor and teach teach the dances that we all love. Mm-hmm. And what, um, what differences do you see in the responsibilities and methods between the way you teach at events like these on the circuit mm-hmm. and where you would otherwise be teaching locally? Well, um, I mean, I definitely believe that it is vastly different um, on the circuit and teaching in the club. So I teach in a couple different clubs locally in Orlando, you know, the barn in Sanford being the number one. I teach there twice a week, um, Thursdays and Saturdays. And um, when I teach at the barn, um, I have to say I'm very lucky at my club because I have a lot of dancers that do come to these same events and attend them. So they understand the terminology when I'm teaching. I said, but um, there are a lot of other dancers who are beginners and they don't know all of the terminology, a coaster step, a sailor step, a weave to the left. So, um, you know, in those instances when I'm teaching in the club, I really do have to break it down. It takes me a lot longer to teach. I really have to watch my time frame, um, you know, and I, I enjoy it because it, it humbles me and helps me understand too where I came from, how I learned and remembering that there are people out there who have that hunger to learn but they really do need to learn the proper terminology so that when they do come to an event such as this, they can say, oh, I know what that means. I know what a coaster step is, you know, and they can say, okay, you know, that's back together front, you know, and breaking that down completely is what is really humbling about teaching in the club, teaching beginners who don't know anything. And it's fun to watch them grow from not knowing anything at the beginning of class and then two hours later, they're like, can we play it again? Can we play it again? You know, I want to do it again. And just, it's, it's awesome to watch that hunger. Whereas at an event, I can get in a class and we're, we're given 60 minutes to teach a dance that would normally at the club take me about 45 minutes. Here, I think this morning in my class, Coconut Water, I taught them in about 17 minutes and they nailed it, had it down pat and we reviewed it and went over it quite a few times. So, I mean, the difference is the skill level for sure. I mean, even for beginners and intermediates at the events, you know, knowing that I can face one direction, I don't even have to turn around and look at the class when I say, okay, we're going to do a box step, or we're going to do a ball change, or a kickball change, or a kickball cross. They know exactly what it is, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think that that's, that's really cool as well when you're teaching a more advanced, fun, in-depth dance. I don't have to break every little thing down. Mm-hmm. They know it. And so knowing that terminology is really important, and I think that it's, that's to answer your initial question, that is what I feel would make the huge difference between the circuit and like the bars. Mm-hmm. 
sort of a multi-stage question. How did you find your way to line dance in the first place at the very beginning? How did that lead to both instructing and also choreographing? And then further, what what's the story behind the transition from there into the greater world and teaching across other countries and whatnot? So okay. starting from the beginning. Oh boy, okay. So this is actually kind of a funny story. A lot of people already know this because I tell it, because this, that's my first question that I'm always asked is, how did you get involved with dancing? And so here in Orlando, we have a club called Cowboys of Orlando, and they used to, they don't longer do it, I don't know why, but they used to have a teen night, 13 to 18 only. If you were over 18, you were not allowed to go in, but it was 13 to 18 only, and it was just for the teens. So they had somewhere to go on Friday night that was a safe, friendly environment. They didn't serve any alcohol at all. As an adult, you were not allowed to go and watch your kids. It was like, you go, drop off the kids, done. Well, my mom was very strict. I was never allowed to go. But all my friends went. So it really was like, ah, oh, crap. You know, like that really stinks for me. My mom was very strict. So my uncle at the time was a bouncer there. So he says to my mom, he says, listen, you know, you got to let Trevor get out of the house. I'll pick him up. I'll take him. He'll be riding with me. He's not riding with any friends. And uh, I'll make sure he's there. He doesn't leave. And he comes home. Cowboys isn't in the best neighborhood. Side of town. Hmm. OBT. So... Um, so I started going my mom said that's fine if you're going to pick him up and take him and you're going to bring him home that's fine well they were closed at 12 so it wasn't like they stayed open till 2 and it was like 10 bucks pizza drinks whatever so I was going early because he was a bouncer so he was security well what happens at clubs early country bars line dance lessons um, I, I was so I was I was 14 I had no desire to learn how to do that because I was like, no, no, I'm too cool for school. Like, I don't need to learn how to line dance. That's for the girls. That's for the birds, like not me. And so um, the instructor at the time, his name was Kip Sweeney, still a very good friend of mine and still involved with the dance world. He approached me and he says, hey, man, he says, "Um, I was actually the odd man out. Everybody who was there early was taking lessons and I was the one sitting on the side awkwardly. Whereas, you know, normally you feel awkward if you're the one on the floor, but it was totally different. I was the one off, and I was so awkward because I was the, the odd man out. So he came up, and he says, listen, he goes, I'll tell you what, I'm going to make a deal with you. He says, if you come and try the next dance, and you like it, and you have a good time, I'll pay for you to get in the next two weeks. But if you don't like it, or he's, no, I'm sorry, it was backwards. If you don't like it, and you don't have fun, I'll pay for you to get in. If you do enjoy it and you have a good time and you like the dance, you have to bring two friends with you next week. And I said, it's a pretty fair deal. Okay, like I wasn't doing anything else and my friends weren't even there yet. So I'm like, no one will really even know. Like whatever, I'll sneak out there, you know. I learned one dance um, and it was the double stomp or the rodeo stomp to the ACDC track. And I thought it was just the coolest thing when I was 14, you know, and I was, it was when that song and, and dance was like super popular and still to this day they do it in the clubs all the time. But I learned that dance and I did it and it worked to almost every song that had come on throughout the night. So later in the night, my, my buddies had shown up and I was like, oh, I know this one. I know this dance. And I run out on the floor and they're like, what? 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 Like, huh? And they think I'm crazy. And I run out there and I do the dance. I come back and they were kind of making fun of me. They're like, you're seriously, did you seriously just line dance, bro? Like, that's so dumb, blah, 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 you know, making fun of me. And I'm like, you know, I'm looking at them like, I'm sorry, like, I thought it was kind of cool. I had fun, I enjoyed it, I had fun. 
Well, about that time, there was these three attractive friends, girls from another school that we didn't know, we've never talked to. They approached me. They walked over to us. And they said, that was so cool. Is there any possible way that you could teach us that? And I was like, wait a minute. I looked at my buddies, and they're looking <laughs> at me, and they're like, what? And I'm like, in my head, my head just went crazy, and I'm like, this is awesome. I don't even have to go approach girls. I don't even have to go talk to them. They're coming up to me. I'm going to do this line dancing <laughs> stuff. Like, this line dancing is awesome. And that's kind of initially what kicked it off. So I, uh, I started going to classes every week, and I learned and learned and learned. And I was, I mean, I was a belt buckle, cowboy boots, cowboy hat, tight wranglers. That was my, that was my thing. Line dancing was it. Country. Country line dancing. To further that and moving on with the story. I got really good. I got to where I thought I was very good. And I got almost a little cocky, a little big for my britches, right? And, um, and um, nobody was really humbling me because my friends and I almost kind of took over the floor as, as the youngsters. We were the ones. We knew everything, every dance, you know? And it had been about a year. So one week, the instructor had said, hey, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going, I have an event or something I'm going to, and I'm not going to be here the next two weeks. You guys will have a substitute. So like the next week, I come in. You know, it's Friday night, and we get this. We had a substitute line dance instructor, and this guy walks in with these big old baggy jeans and these like sneakers, and he's got this beanie on his head, mm-hmm. and he's got sunglasses on inside, and he's got like this this like sweatband on his arm, and I'm like, what is this? I thought it was like I thought it was a maintenance guy like on the stage fixing something, <laughs> and like he, he he has a microphone and he starts talking to us. I'm like, no way. This is a joke. Like, I thought it was a joke. He taught us the coolest dance, non-country. And I was like, oh, man, there's a whole other style of line dancing? I'm like, this is cool, right? So later in the night, he kind of approached me, and he came up, and he had says, you know, uh, his name was Guyton Mundy, yeah. obviously. I mean, for those of you guys <laughs> listening that don't know who that is, that's the typical Guyton style yes. from back in the day. So um, he, uh, he, appro- he had actually approached me. And he walked up to me and he says, you know, he says, you're good. I've been watching you dance tonight. He says, you're a really good dancer. You have a lot of potential, but you have a lot of potential to be way better. He goes, you, you were a little bit too cocky for, for your style. I mean, he pulled me over to a pool table and he actually made me put my arm on a pool table out flat. And he started making me do isolations throughout my arm. And he's like, yeah, we definitely need to work with you. We need to, we need to treat you and, and see if you can get another style. And from there, uh, Guyton and I became friends, and we've now known each other a very, very long time, and he's been very, very good to me. He's been a huge blessing in my world, and um, watching him teach and listening to him instruct has just been incredible. Uh, I've learned so much from him. Then um, he had introduced me to, um, you know, just taking his classes and watching him, he had introduced me to understanding the importance of a step sheet and why step sheets are so important and uh, because I kept asking him so many of his steps are very difficult and sometimes you can't learn it just from one class and I wasn't able to go to all of his other classes or to the places that he taught because I was so young um, so he taught me the importance of step sheets and that's how I really I was like man this is awful hmm. but I learned the process of how to do it and he taught me the different he really tried to help me learn the rhythms. Uh, is that a cha-cha? Is that a nightclub? Is that a salsa? Is that a West Coast? Is that an East? You know, the rhythms, it was v- which is extremely important. 
uh, especially as a choreographer or instructor. And um, so he started teaching me that. And then we, then let's see, then we jumped forward just a little bit. I was offered, somebody had seen me out go, shooting up to my age of about 19, 18 or 19. I started going back to the same club. Well, I had some people ask me for private lessons and this and that because they would see me out dancing. And, and I said, well, I don't really, you know, you know, really know how to do that. Well, Kip Sweeney went and taught me, took me to some events. He says, hey, man, he says, I need an extra, like, motivational guy out on the dance floor for weddings and, and, and some stuff, and, and I'll pay you. He says, I'll pay you to come and just help me get the crowd out on the dance floor, and I'll teach the lessons, and, you know, you can, and, and I'm going to be DJing, and I just want you just to dance with them. You don't have to talk. You don't have to do anything. And I said, okay. And I started doing all these events and really watching how Kip worked these guys. And, I mean, it was awesome, and he was so good. He was really good at it. And I says, you know, I can do this. I can do the same thing. And so he started hiring me out to go and teach. And I would go, and it just started with people who know nothing about line dancing. And I learned how to do this. And then I, then I got involved at a club. Jesse Black Saloon was the first club that I got involved with and um, as an instructor. And I met Suzanne Wilson, who is a local instructor here. And I met Janice Graves, who is a, a um, she's also a local instructor. She actually works with me at the barn in Sanford. Well, Janice said, Janice saw a lot of potential in me, and Janice is actually the one who introduced me to my first circuit event, which was Tampa Line Dance Classic back when Arlene Winterman owned it before JC Dance Productions purchased it and bought it. And that was my very, very first event back in 2005, 2006. I don't remember the exact year, but... That was my very first event, and I went, and I'm going into this thinking, oh, man, like, oh, we're going to have so much fun. I'm going to know these. I walked in, and I didn't dance one dance the entire weekend. I was mind blown at how absolutely 100% different this is than any country bar or club you can go in. It really, truly is, or at that time it was, more, I should say, at that time it was. And Janice was just laughing, and I'll never forget just watching her smile and laughing because she watched me dance in the clubs and just really do well on the floor and then watched me at this event, and I was so humbled. I truly was humbled. I was like, man, I thought I was, I thought I knew every dance. And at the club, I could, I could dance 14, 15 dances straight. And I was like, I was so humbled. I, this is not a bar. And that's whenever I was like, man, I got to learn what they're doing and watching. And, and, you know, the other credible part about it was it wasn't people my age. It was a lot of older people. It was a lot of older people who you would think walking around seeing that same person at the grocery store, you'd never know they were a line dancer. And they're amazing, amazing. And there's a couple hundred of them. And it was just, it was mind blowing. So Janice kind of introduced me to that world where um, I met and, and I saw Guyton and it was so cool to see him. And he's like, oh, finally seeing you here at an event, you know, and so that was really cool, and so I got to really start taking lessons from different instructors. I didn't have just Guyton. I got to take lessons from Scott Blevins. I got to take lessons from Fred Whitehouse. I got to take lessons from uh, Rachel McEnany White. Oh my God, you know, it, it took me a little while. I have to say, I was very, very scared of Rachel at first, and I wouldn't take her classes because I was very intimidated by Rachel. We'll come back to her. <laughs> and then... Um, then, you know, there was just so many great instructors to take classes from and learn and the different styles. And I kind of took a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I really just kind of started creating my own style for the club where I would teach. And that's kind of how my teaching began 
watching them and just getting an idea from different instructors, not always going to just Scott Levin's classes or just Rachel's classes, you know, going to all of them. And even if I wasn't taking the lesson itself, sitting in and listening, how do they break it down? How do they teach it? How do they help? Like what little tips and tricks and fun things do they do that help the dancers remember that's where the restart is. That's where the tag's coming up. You know, because as every instructor will always tell you, you'll hear it in the music. You don't always hear it in the music, and it's not true. But it was so cool to see how they would explain it and really break it down. So there was that. Then I met, at the first event, I met Jennifer Cameron, who owns, um, Jennifer and Jason Cameron, who own JC Dance Productions. I met them, and, um, and I'll never forget the first time I met them. Um, the very first night... <laughs> Jennifer Cameron was wearing bright red lipstick and walked up to me and she just planted one right on my lips and I was very, what, what just happened? And she says, I think I thought you were someone else. Have a good night and turned around and walked away. And the next day I saw her and um, so we got to chatting and we made, we laughed about it. Well, that particular event, they needed a little help taking the floors out. So I started helping with the floor crew and then that was where I got my foot in the door with the dance world. Um, With the, with with the floors. Uh, Jennifer gave me a really great opportunity to work with the floor team and the floor crew and I learned how to put the floors down proper, pick them up properly and for oh my goodness years and then that's how I was kind of introduced and met Kelly Cavallaro who's now one of my best friends and he's another choreographer instructor and uh, Kelly and I worked together in so many events we I had the opportunity because Jen would allow me to have a, a free pass to work, work for a free pass um, and then because as a, at a young age at this young age you can't always afford to go to these events it can be very expensive so I was very lucky that she allowed me the opportunity you work the floor crew and you work doors for the weekend and I'll give you a free pass okay very cool so then she would call me and say hey Boston Showdown's coming up do you want to drive the floors up to Boston and I'll pay you I'll pay you give you a room and your pass now we're talking. Now I'm being in- introduced to a whole different set of instructors. Lorenzo Golo Evans. I'm getting introduced to a lot of soul instructors. It was an amazing time. So now I'm getting to see a whole nother world, just continuing to soak it up like a sponge. Um, and I guess from there, I, I once again had just been, just been traveling and teaching. And then on the circuit, I got to be, get, be good again. And I, I saw myself becoming a little more... Um, cocky again like oh you know the bar dances aren't even good anymore I've, I know a whole nother level of dancing and this and that well and I had a really really unfortunate accident and I actually broke and shattered my calcaneus I'll never forget this I broke my calcaneus and I now have nine metal pins two metal plates in my heel I was told I would never dance again Jennifer Cameron Laura they all came to visit me in the hospital and they sat with me and said you will dance again it's all up to you so I took a year off I was out for almost a year and a half when I came back, I said, and I could dance, I says, I'm so humbled. I was, I was so humbled. I said, I'm going to compete. I'm going to enter this USLDCC thing. I want to do it. I want to try it. I need something to do, and I want to dance again. I want to show everybody that I can dance again. And um, that's really where the real magic started uh, was with the USLDCC. And I competed. Uh, a buddy of mine, James, James Pruitt, and I, uh, we, we were goofing around and choreographed a dance together called All Night and it was a very just easy two wall dance and 
everybody was like, man, you guys should really enter that. And we we're like, oh, okay. So as co-choreographers, we entered it. Well, the rules were all kind of fuzzy and the rules have changed. But now I feel like they've really got it down crisp and good solid set of rules for the USLDCC. But they, um, so we entered the contest and we won. And we were like, oh my God, no way. <laughs> like, how did we take first place? Well, when you win, you have to compete again in order to continue to advance yourself. And you have to come up with new choreography. You don't just compete the same dance again. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm like, well, crap, now I have to do more. So it almost forced me into doing choreography, but I was able to put my own style on it and my own feelings of what I enjoyed doing. And so I just, once again, continued to take more classes, and that's where a lot of my ideas and my creativity comes from, is you see something that you like or you feel a step that you really feels really cool or it feels like it just flows well, and then you hear a different piece of music and those things start coming back to your head. You know, every time I hear a new song, something automatically pops in my head, whether or not it's from an old dance or if it's a new step that I've never tried. That's how choreography is done, it's, you know, and, and it's always so much fun to do. And uh, so that's where it started, and then I went into competing, and then the second event, I won, and then I won, and then I won, and I was like, oh my god, like, this is really awesome, like, I must really have some talent, like, this is cool. And then everybody was telling, you know, other people started seeing my dances, and it wasn't even for me to win, I didn't really care at that time about winning the competition, I just wanted people to experience my dances, I just wanted them to see them. Mm-hmm. So even if... Even if I didn't win, it didn't matter to me uh, at that time. To win, I, I just wanted people to see my stuff. And people did. And then my name started spreading around, and it was crazy. And then I, um, I choreographed a dance, Sugar Rush. And it was one of my favorite. It, it was probably the dance that I put the most time and effort into. And I'd taken it to Rachel McEnany White. And I said, Rachel, I would like for you to look at this for me. And at that time, Rachel and I had become friends from the circuit, from the events. Um, I wasn't an instructor on the circuit at that time. And um, she had moved to Florida. You know, she's from, she's from England, but uh, she moved to Florida, and she lives, actually, she still currently lives about 20 minutes from me, her and Paul. And she says, well, I'm really busy. I'm really, really busy. Like, if you can come over, like, tomorrow, we can work for, like, an hour, and you can, like, show it to me, and, and I'll give you my ideas on what I think. And I'm like, oh, done, done. You know, when... When Rachel McEnany White tells you that I have an hour for you, then <laughs> you take it. You make you make that work. So I um, I went over to her house and I showed her, and she says, "Trevor, that's really just shit, is what that is. That's shit." And I said, "What?" She's like, "That that part is shit." Later, after I kind of rearranged some things, and you know, dance dancing and choreography is like a puzzle. This piece may not fit right there but it's still a good piece and it's still going to be a part of my final production. It just may not fit right there. So sometimes you have to take pieces that you still like and just rearrange them mm-hmm. to make it your masterpiece. And that's what I did. And then now to this day, she, that, she had said that that's actually brilliant. She changed it. That's brilliant. And I said, it's the same step. <laughs> it's the same thing I did before. And uh, we laughed about it. And then um, she actually took that dance and I think that she really helped me grow my name she's always been such a such a blessing and such a great friend uh she really she took that dance sugar rush and she taught it on her travels around the world and i think that that really helped get my name out there and people started asking who is this trevor guy who is this trevor guy and and um so i competed again with that dance and i won and uh 
came down to finals and I had about six slots in the finals and I was like, man, it's so difficult to come up with new choreography. And at this point, it's finals and I'm up to get, I was up against some really tough competition, really tough competition. Brenna Stith, Cody Flowers, um, Bradley, uh, was Bradley involved in that one? I mean, just, it, it was just amazing other choreographers involved and Cody and Brenna are both very well known they're, they're, they're great choreographers both of them and um, I was so nervous and at that point I was like the trip that the winner gets to go to England and gets a chance to teach and I was like okay I want that that's what I really I really want to do that I want to go to England I've never been out of the country I wanted to go and uh, and I heard a, a track uh, by my favorite female country singer, Reba McIntyre. And she has a, a song called Out Like That. And it's a Bummerman remix. And I, it was the first dance I ever choreographed to that was a female artist. And I was like, well, this should be fun. You know, we'll see how they respond. And it went, it won. It won the whole competition for the USLDCC in 2015. And I was thrilled. I was so excited that I won. And then from there, I just started getting booked left and right. And it was amazing. And it's almost been very overwhelming um, I've had so many wonderful opportunities that, you know, England, I've been to France, I've been to Canada, I've been to France more than once, been to England more than once. I got invited to the Crystal Boot Awards. Like, oh my God, are you kidding me? It's incredible. Like, to even be asked to go and teach at the Crystal Boot Awards is just an honor. I mean, I think they have like a two year waiting list right now just to get into the event and to be offered that. And then Barcelona, Spain with Guyton. Guyton took me on that trip with him. and. Uh, it, all teaching, all teaching, and it's been great. And a lot of other events here in the U.S. Um, I shouldn't have even started naming them off because I would hate to leave someone out. But Windy City, and uh, this year I'm getting to go to Vegas. I'm super excited about that. I've never been to Vegas, so I'm, I'm really excited. But uh, all of these trips, you know, all of the JC Dance Production events, the new Hot Lana that's coming out to, to Georgia and next month in August. Um, and then once again, you know, she's moved to Tampa Line Dance Classic here to Orlando. Um, so I'm booked all over, and it's just been, it's been crazy. I honestly do not know how Guyton, <laughs> Rachel, Fred, Darren, Amy, I mean, Scott, uh, and I hate leaving anybody out, but they all know who they are, and you guys know who they are. Um, I don't know how they've done it for so long. The traveling will, wears you out, and as much of a blessing and as much fun as it truly is, everyone will, you know, tell you that it just wear and tear on your body and wear and tear on your mental state. You're constantly having to come up with new choreography. And, and I think that the big thing that has kept all of them going is that they haven't made it a quote unquote job. It's always been for the dancers and it's always been about the dancers <clears throat> and it's, it's always been fun. As soon as anybody makes it a job and you're doing it only for money, it is when the fun's taken out of it. And I think that they've all just done an incredible job with all of their choreography and all of their travels. And I've ins they've all inspired me. And I've, I've just tried to keep up with their level. Um, and that's all I can continue to do is continue to grow and learn from them. I still take, you know, when I'm at the events, I still take workshops whenever I have the time, you know. And it, it, it does get crazy. It gets a little wild. People, you know, can we get a picture? Can we get a picture? And I'm like, me? I'm nobody. Right. Like, why me? You know, I'm, I'm a nobody. I'm just another dancer just like you. We dance on the same floor, you know. So I think the big, one of the most important things that I've learned through my whole entire journey of coming up is being humble. Mm -hmm. And 
I learned that mostly after having that injury is being humble and realizing that you're not better than anyone. There's always someone better, always. And for me, it's been the amount of people and the friends that I've made all over the world. I mean, it's just incredible. Like, I mean, in California, I got to come to California. Stagecoach. And I, I stagecoach, yeah. I was going to get, I was going to get there. I didn't want to forget that event. <laughs> stagecoach, I got invited to go there. And I had, I didn't even know what it was. I'd never heard of it. And I'm like, sure, that sounds like fun. You know, a couple of days of country singer. The first time I will never forget was the biggest class I'd ever had. There was almost, I want to say 1,700 people on the, in the dance hall. And you're standing on stage and your nerves are going crazy. And it's like, oh my God. And it was, I tell you, it was the energy that was in that room. I pushed through and I taught, I taught my dance going ham and pushed through it. And the adrenaline was pumping so fast. I walked off the stage and I sat down backstage and I was like, what just happened? <laughs> like, I don't even remember what happened. It would just happen so quick. It was crazy. And we just had a great time. And over in California, uh, seems that, that you guys over there on the West Coast seem to really like a lot of my dances. And we so it's been, it's been really cool to see them done. And I know that, uh, I know that you guys are over at the clubs and, and uh, meeting Elliot mm -hmm. and Kalea and, and uh, uh, Crystal yeah. Lynn. Uh, all, yeah. of, all of you guys over there. It's been say, really great. Um, since we're up north, we actually dance with Cat Painter. Cat, oh, who yeah. Who you got Cat, to yes. uh, definitely enjoy her teaching yeah. this year. Um, mm -hmm. Now you've done Stagecoach twice now? Yep. Uh, what would you say is the difference between the first time and the second time? At Stagecoach. Yeah. At Stagecoach? Okay. Hmm. The first time, well, the first time was the first year that I was invited. And I don't know, if, I don't think it was the first year they did it. No. But I think it was the first year they brought someone else in to teach other than Anne Marie, um, who is an amazing instructor as well. She's all over the place. That woman is a machine. <laughs> I, she dances all night long. She's a machine. She's incredible. So she, when she called me and she had invited me to go, uh, I think that that was the difference was that there was only her, myself, and I believe it was Elliot the first year, and it was just the three of us that taught, and we switched shifts. Was there someone else? Carrie Kick, perhaps? Carrie, yes. Carrie Kick. Oh, my God. She's listening. I'm sorry, Carrie. I didn't forget you. <laughs> um, but we, we, it was a lot smaller as far as staff went, and... Um, but we still had some of the dancers that were there to dance on the stages with us. It was just a little bit smaller. I felt like um, the lineup was different, and I got to meet so many people. So I guess my biggest thing for me, the biggest difference was that the second time I knew people going in, so there was the I was much more excited to go and see all of my friends again and see the people that I don't get to see on a regular basis. And there were a lot of other instructors, you know. So it was really cool. I think for the honky tonk to really get to. Um, stagecoach, the honky tonk at stagecoach, to get to see the difference in styling of teachers, of teachers and instructors, and um, you know, my style of teaching is a lot different than Elliot's or Cat's or Carrie's or Crystal Lynn's or um, Anne Marie's. You know, all of us have our own unique way of teaching, and I think that that would be what I would say would be the biggest difference was the diversity of instructors and the teaching. At, at Stagecoach, because that's really where we spend most of our time. Although I will say this year, I did get to go see Kenny Chesney live. I'd never seen him. Shania Twain making a comeback into the country scene. That was a lot of fun. So I got to go to some of the concerts and enjoy it with my new friends. So it was a really good time. Having seen all those different teaching styles, are there any bits that you have 
incorporated into your own style, like sound effects, like Rachel does. Oh, absolutely. Or call and response, like say huh, huh. Yes. Whatever it is that Guyton does at the moment. Yes. So, actually, yes, I do that all the time. I, uh, I, learning from Guyton for years, I, I do the yes thing. I don't say say what, say huh, say hmm. <laughs> I don't do all of those, but I do, and I don't typically do it in the circuit as much as I do at the club because. At the club, and I think that the reason he kind of started doing it, which makes sense, and the reason that I still do it is they get distracted by so, other, so many other things going on. It's, that's a major difference in teaching in a bar and at an event. It's very quiet. It's very calm here at the events. These, these people are here to learn. There's no disruptions. People aren't chit-chatting with one another. In a bar, oh, how was your day today? And they're chit-chatting about this or that in the corner and, and whatnot. They don't really... Um, it's not very respectful. They don't, you know, but to them, they don't understand the level. You know, they don't really, they don't care. They're just, they're there at the bar to drink and hang out with their friends, which is fun. So as an instructor, I have to know my differences. Okay, I'm at the bar. I have to kind of be fun and get their attention. So in order for me to know they're paying attention, say yes, yes. Did you get it? Nobody? Crickets? You know? Yes, say yes. So I, I use that one a lot. And I do do a lot of sound effects as well. Um, you know, uh, whoop, whoop, and, and things that, you know, you, you know why the instructors do that is because it's stuff that you, that sticks out to you yes. and you remember it. Um, you know, I've been teaching a dance lately <laughs> called Strip That Down, and, and I say in the dance, I'll be, when I call it after I've taught it, if you weren't in the class, then you don't know, but I'll say, shave your legs, and people go, huh? <laughs> what did he say? Well, in the class. If you took the lesson, you know that there's a specific part of the dance where your leg comes way out to the side and you drag it up. And I tell them to pretend like you're shaving your legs. And it's silly and funny. And so it kind of takes out that whole seriousness and it allows people to feel loosened up and it allows people to feel a little more comfortable with you and helps you to kind of get on a personal level and for them to be able to laugh at me and say, oh, he's human too, you know, he's not... He's not some celebrity. He's human. He makes mistakes or he's funny and silly, you know, and sometimes I'll make jokes that aren't even funny and, and that's okay too, you know, because at least I can laugh about it. So, I mean, there are little ticks and little things that I do use from other instructors that I've learned that have created me. My biggest thing is I always, you know, my, my logo is FS dance and people always say, what is FS dance? And I say faster, smoother because forever that I've taught forever, I've said, okay, we go nice and slow. So we'll go through the wall nice and slow. And that'll be, all right, we're going to go a little faster, smoother. That's always been my catchphrase. That's always been my, my thing that I've said on my own. So, cool. But yeah. How is it that you're able to choreograph dances that are simple but also fun, like they're still engaging, and original? When there have been so many beginner and improver dances created in line dance history, you have Ain't Too Cool and Shape of You that come to mind yeah. that hit the beats and aren't overly complicated, but you still get excited to do them. I was going to say going ham, too. Oh. Yeah. And uh, Megan says here. Going ham. Yeah. Um, well, you know, to be honest with you, and it's, it's funny that you say that. It's going to sound horrible, but a lot of times... Um, a lot of times it's just hanging out with a couple of buddies at the house whenever we're, you know, nights whenever it's like, oh man, you know, I'm not really going to go out tonight. I'm just going to try and save some money and stay in and we'll be hanging out in my house. And I have a big living room and so we'll have music on in the background and we'll hear something and I'll just be like, man, that's a cool song. Like I'll never forget when, when I heard the track for Ain't Too Cool, I called two of my buddies up like, you guys got to come to the house. We got we to gotta, like play with this. Like wait till you guys hear this song. It's so much fun. And it's normally just goofing around, something silly, 
And I, I like to think that, like even with, with a couple of my buddies that I've done choreography with recently, uh, both Brandon Roman and Brandon um, Swift, they have both, they'll come up with an idea or a step and I'll say, that's cool, but if we did this, or that's a really unique style, or not here, let's, but, but hold on to that step and we'll put it there. So I feel like I've kind of been like the puppeteer hmm. who says, I like this and I like that and I got this, but we're going to put this here and I kind of just take it and, like I was mentioning the puzzle earlier and, and you just kind of put it together where it feels cool. Hmm. And uh, the part I was going to say is bad is we normally get to drinking. Hmm. And so it's, you're loosened up a little, you know, you're relaxed and, uh, you know, you're not necessarily worried about this is going to be too hard or, oh, I can't put that there. You know, it's, the frustration is gone. You're just relaxed. And especially now that all of the competing is done, I don't feel pressured to have to really, man, it's got to be perfect. This absolutely has to be perfect because I will tell you right now, one of the biggest things I've learned, every dance that I've, like, and I've learned this throughout my whole, my whole journey, dances that I take a whole lot of time and I try and put so much effort into to teaching and I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. They're going to love it normally are not the ones they like. It's the silly ones whenever I'm having a couple of drinks and I just throw it together. I mean, Double D was a complete accident of a dance. I was drunk making fun of the song with friends, and I was, and I know that sounds awful, but I was just making fun of it. And my buddies were kind of recording me because I was being so silly, and, and they said, man, do you realize that you kind of just wrote a dance and it, it really worked? And I'm like, what? So the next day, I was watching the video. I'm like, holy cow, you know, this song's actually not that bad. And I just took exactly what I did, and, and I just obviously punched it up and fixed it up a bit. Um, but it, a lot of times it's an accident. And then I'm like, no, it's so silly. Like, nobody's going to like this. Those are the ones they love. And I'm like, really? You know, so it's frustrating for myself early on because I'm like, all of, I, I took eight hours into this. And this took me 30 minutes. They love this, and this is garbage. They never want to see it again, you know what I mean? And so I, I guess just, like, I, I guess the only thing I could really say is just getting in a relaxed mode, in a comfortable mode, not forcing myself. A lot of times it has to be the music for me. If the music doesn't absolutely speak to me and make me want to dance or make me want to get up and move, I really don't, I really try not to force myself to choreograph to it. So, like, Shape of You, I mean, there's so many dances to it, right? It's a great song, great track. With that one, I was just like, you know what? I don't want to do something that's super advanced. I knew that, you know, I knew that Roy and them had a dance to it. And I was like, that's really, that, to me, that was a little more advanced than something I could teach at my club. So I didn't want to teach that one because they wouldn't do that one at the club. They wouldn't be able to pick it up. So I said, okay, I'm going to do something just kind of for the club. And I tried to do something that was still challenging, but easy enough to be danceable. Um, and, and that's just exactly what happened. It just kind of flowed and, and, you know, I tried to play with the lyrics on the push and pull like a magnet do. And I just, you know, I listen to the track and I try and play with the lyrics. You know, I learned that from Rachel. Uh, when you're hearing a track and you hear something specific that happens every time, you know, whenever I'm counting a dance out, I mark where that is. And, you know, as a good, as a choreographer who wants to continue to grow, you have to find those little things that make people go, man, I wonder if Trevor did that on purpose or if it was an accident. Mm -hmm. You know, so, for example, everybody's going to know my secret on this now, but Ain't Too Cool, the verse where they said, move your hips. That was completely accident that that happened there. 
<laughs> I would like to say that I completely planned for it too. That is completely accidental. We hadn't even listened to the whole track. We were kind of just goofing around. And then that verse came around and my one buddy goes, no way, how did you plan that? That was perfect. And my other buddy's like, he didn't plan that. And my other buddy's like, he definitely planned that. I know Trevor, he planned that. And I just kind of stayed quiet because I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna let them both think whatever they want. But I, I totally didn't, so the secret's out. I didn't plan that. It just ended up happening. So sometimes when you're relaxed and you're just in your own zone and you're comfortable, have a couple drinks, or, or if you don't drink, just whatever your vice is. You know, if you just gotta go outside. Like a lot of times I do choreography on my back porch. I don't know why, it's hot. I live in Florida and it's miserable. I'm soaking wet normally by the end of it, but you know, it's still fun. So uh, that's, that's normally just where my choreography happens. And so yeah. For people who wanted to collaborate with you or just contact you in general, what would be the best way for people to contact you? Oh man, my Facebook is ridiculously full in my messenger. <laughs> Most people contact me uh, via Facebook Messenger uh, just because they, you know, you, I think that the main thing is people can see when you read their messages and that's the big thing now, you know, so it's like, crap, even if you don't want to respond, you, you know, they see it. But I, I normally respond to everyone. I, I always try and respond to everyone. Um, as far as collaborations go, I'm always more than willing to, if, as long as I love the music. And I will tell people, honestly, I'll be like, listen, I'd love to do something with you. I'd love to work with you. But I just, I don't love this music. I don't love the song. And, you know, one really important thing that I did learn from, uh, from so many different instructors, I'm not even going to call one out, uh, so many different instructors is, if you don't love the music, don't force choreo. So, you know, and remember that too in your com competitions. It's, I, I can remember having to force choreography, but finding the good tracks, finding the good music is the most difficult part of choreography for me. Uh, if someone hasn't already taken. Right, <laughs> finding, finding a good track that hasn't already been written to three or four times, you know, and even at that, you know, I think that a lot of people when they see, when they look on Copper Knob and they go, man, there's already four dances to this. The first question is, oh, who, who wrote the dances? Mm. I think that's a big deal. I think I really truly do. You know, so if there's like three different names that I don't really know, I'll go, oh, okay, I've never really heard of them. I'll go ahead and write a dance to it. Not always the best mentality, but I know if I see Roy Verdonk, I'm not gonna write to that anymore. Mm. You know, I'm not gonna write to that dance anymore. You know, Roy Verdonk is an amazing choreographer. Or if Rachel McEnany White has one out to it, or no, yeah. Guyton Mundy, Will Craig, like, I'm not gonna write over that because it's in my world now, where I am and the level I'm at now, that dance wouldn't go anywhere. Why would I try and put a dance up against that? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that with, with Shape of You, I never worked, was, I never planned to even bring that to an event. That was for my bar. Mm -hmm. That's why I did that, you know, because I thought everybody would be doing this one. Well, all my bar dancers, the word spread, and when I released it, people saw my name on it. They wanted to learn it. And so now, you know, out on the floor, the floor's full at night. And, and, and I look out and just go, wow, this is amazing. It's such a great feeling. It is one of the most amazing feelings seeing everybody do your dances. I mean, for you guys, Joe Thompson yeah. just taught y'all's dance. Right. How incredibly cool is that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. How, how good does that feel? Oh. <laughs> I, I get it. Like when Rachel took my dance Sugar Rush and I watched it being done in France, in Reno, to like hundreds of people, you're like, oh my God. And, and yes. And, you know, Joe Thompson wrote that. That's like taught your dance. Like that's so cool. What a great feeling. Mm. So now you're kind of getting the idea of like the feeling that it is and that feeling you get hungry for it. You get hungry for it. 
and and yeah. you got you, I got to get more. I got to get more. And in order for you to get more, you got to you have to continue to grow mm-hmm. and reach the next level. And I think that that's been one of the hardest things is trying to step up to the bar. Guyton used to say, Trevor, get out of the box, think outside of the box, step up your game, get it to the next level. You know, and that's been difficult. But yeah. how do you do that? Like, what what is it that you find that you're still able to grow into? What space are you entering where you're out of your comfort zone? Okay. Perfect example, my newest dance, Take It Off. Mm-hmm. It's a 128 count ABCD tag. Oh boy. <laughs> it's crazy, right? And it sounds nuts. It's like, what? Why? I heard the song and I'm like, this is a, such a cool song. But listening to the song, it has three different rhythms in the song. And I'm like, I was like, ah, no. I was like, I literally, when I hear music, the first thing I think of is dance. So I heard this song, I'm like, dude, this would be cool. Like, this would be such a fun dance. And then I, I was like, nobody's going to touch this because it has three rhythms. So that's my first thought. Nobody's going to touch this. And then I came back to it and I said, wait, nobody's going to touch this. I am. I'm going to touch it. I'm going to take it. Because nobody else is going to take the time to put into that because it's hard. It's four phrases. You know, most of the time people want something a little more easy, something they can take back to the club or they can take to their classes and they can share and they can be enjoyable and they can dance and they don't have to think too hard about it. But there is that set of dancers. There is that venue of dancers that they need the hard stuff. They need that challenge. They want the next level. That's why I wrote the dance. I didn't write it for the club. I wrote it for those people who are hungry and still need to continuously expand their horizons and expand their dance and, and get something more. So, um, uh, you know, it's, it's got a little bit of hip hop. It's, it's got a, like a, a salsa rhythm to it. It's, it's a really good, it's a really good track. I love the song and, and I like the dance. I really enjoy the dance that we came up with. And a lot of people look at the dance and, and have been like, Oh no, that's just way too hard for me. And that's okay. But I've had those people that go, man, I, I can't wait to learn it. Like, it's so fun. Like it looks great. You know, so you're always going to have people who are like, eh, and you're always going to have people who are like, yay. You know what I mean? So I think that for me, to answer your initial question is, hearing a piece of music and going, how can I make that a challenge? Mm. So even if, the, even if the phrasing works out, okay, the phrasing works out, but I still got to make this more challenging. So I'll try and flip something in it. Mm. You know what I mean? I'll try and flip it around. And I mean, I've taken and tried to do some really, I, I, I've always just said, what can I do that's different than hasn't been done? So one big thing I learned from um, like Rachel when I was learning how to, how to do choreography and like re- learning step sheets, I will get frustrated when I get stuck in a specific spot when I'm working on choreography and I'm like, oh, like, oh, I just can't do it. And Rachel will be like, reverse completely the last eight steps you did. Start on the opposite foot and do it opposite. And I'm like, what? Because my weight would end up being, I'll be like, man, I need, my, I need weight to be on left for this next part to go here. Mm-hmm. Crap. She'd be like, completely reverse the last set. And I'm like, no, that's weird, you know? And I would argue with her. But I, that's exactly what I would end up doing and go, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. And then that, so I would take ideas like that that would be taught and brought down to me, passed down to me. I would take that kind of an idea and now I think, how cool would it be if I did 32 counts of a dance, right? So say it's a 64 count, and I did 32, and I choreographed it. And then I took that choreography, and I completely tried to reverse it 100% back to front for the second half. 
That would be cool. Like, who's ever thought of that? And would you even know? Mm-hmm. Would you even know? Right. Would it just take the last eight counts and then reverse that pattern? Or would I literally try and do it backward? But things like that I think of, that kind of stuff goes on in my head and that's where I go, how can I make this challenging but yet fun and creative and people go, wow. Like, that was really cool how he did that. You know, Joey Warren, perfect example, his new dance, Straight to the Castle. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I can say. It's, it's an amazing dance. It's a cool little, great track. But his mentality and his thought process, the vision he had for that, I think he really made happen on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I think that now people go, wow. And, and, and it's stuff like that that makes people ask us that. How do you think of that? And it's just, it just sometimes <laughs> just happens, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that big picture thinking where if you have two people, you could technically do straight to the castle, but you need that grand yes. sense of armies yes. um, before you, know, you really get it. Mm-hmm. How do you get people so excited? Because you, you seem like you have a lot of excitement for dance. Um, when you're teaching a beginner class at the barn, how do you get people to be like you were at the beginning and uh, you know, maybe they're on the fence, but how do you push them over? And get them into the okay. The so a lot of times, um, it's funny because, and I'm very blessed because I have so many dancers that do come regularly, mm-hmm. and they're consistent and they're they're great followers. Like they, you know, they still come because I try and feed them the needs that they have. So I mean, it's so funny because I I always tell them I'm like, oh, you guys are getting to the point you don't come to my classes anymore. Thanks, miss you guys, you know. And they're like, oh man, you know, I don't. But it's because I've t- I've taken them from and grown them. Mm-hmm. And then now they need more. Yeah. And that's okay. They don't have to come to me for all the time. They, they come back every once in a while when I teach something new. But having them on the floor and friends, I help, they help persuade other people to come out. And a lot of times it's them. It's just watching them. And a lot of times I'll tell people to come out and I'll say, I'll tell you what. I was like, you dance right by me. Most of the times it's guys. And most of the times it's the males because they're, we're so prideful as males. We're very prideful. And it's, we don't want to be made fun of. Mm. We don't want to think of somebody else making fun of us. Mm. But what you don't realize with that mentality, as soon as you do become a dancer, you realize that you don't think about other people like that. Mm. You don't think about other dancers like that. I mean, I don't. Um, And I always tell them, my biggest thing that I kind of use is, I'll tell them, I'll say, listen, if anybody's standing on the side making fun of you, where are they at? they're on the side you're the one out here having fun and I always tell them you know I tell the fellows I'm like guys women love a man that can dance and women do it's true women absolutely love a man that can dance and not just dance not just watching them move but the fun that the man's having on the floor when all of your when all of your uh we had a surprise visitor, Rachel McEnany White, <laughs> dropping in on our interview with Trevor Thornton. Oh, that's all right. Were your ears burning? Thank you. <laughs> I think that's the sound of like a hundred new people who just listened to this podcast. Right. <laughs> um, so, where were we at? Oh, getting them to come over to come on the floor. So, you know, I tell them like women, women love that, but women love to watch a man. It's so attractive. I mean, for both people, it's attractive to me to watch a girl. Even if she's not a 10 or the most beautiful woman, if she's having fun on the floor, that is sexy. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is attractive. Same thing that women feel for men. So I tell guys, you know, all the time, I'm like, listen, 
it's fun. And once you learn it, no one's going to make fun of you. I won't let people make fun of you at the club. Mm -hmm. I won't. Like, I won't have it. I will not have that at my place where I teach in my classes. I, I won't tolerate that. So I'll tell people, I'm like, listen, you come dance right next to me. I'll help you. I'll, you know, I'll help you out. And uh, most of the time it's late night after lessons and people are like, can you help me on the floor? And it's always frustrating when people want you to teach them on the fly. And it's like, listen, come Thursday night or, hey, come Saturday. Come a little early. So people who are normally scared or a little more nervous, I'll tell them to come early. I'm like, hey, come a little earlier to class. I'm always here. I try and always be here about 15 minutes early. We'll work on a couple one-on-one things. Like I'll help you with a little technique so that you don't feel so scared or so nervous, you know? And I mean, I've watched so many people come from over that fence and then say, thank you for pushing me. Thank you for inviting me to come out, man. Like, thank you for really giving me that extra little boost to actually get on the floor and try it. And now look at him, he knows 50 dances, you know, and mm-hmm. so. Just a couple final questions before you get uh, back to the rest of your evening here. What is a message that you would like to convey to the entire line dance community? Now that we have the additional oh hundred listeners uh, who wanted to tune in for Rachel's cameo, <laughs> um, what is something that maybe you'd like them to, to think about or maybe something to do or experiment with? Oh Anything that you'd goodness. like to share with everyone? Oh my goodness, that's, that's such a tough question. I mean, for me, I would say do it because you love it. You know, keep dancing because you enjoy it. Help help out your friends to learn from... The biggest thing that I always tell my friends is remember where you started. Mm. Always remember the beginners because this dance world and this line dance community is not going to survive forever unless we still continuously bring up the beginners and we get more people involved. The beginners and the younger generation. That's why earlier I mentioned the kids' classes. That's our next generation coming up. And they're telling all their friends, I went, you know, I went with, with grandma or I went with my aunt or my sister or whoever, my mom, to, to this line dance event and it was so much fun and cool and you know, you gotta come next year, you know, and that's what we gotta get them fired up. We gotta get them excited because they are going to be the ones taking our spot one day. Mm-hmm. When we're the one out there who's celebrating our 91st birthday on the dance floor <laughs> with our favorite dance, you know, and I'll be in my wheelchair doing it along, you know. <laughs> but we're going to need those dancers to keep that fire going and to keep that excitement going and to keep the choreography alive. You know, there's so much new music always coming out and that new generation is really what's most important. And I always say don't forget the beginners. So many times we get caught up and we get so excited about the new dance that's really hot and it's advanced and it's cool because we're still continuously hungry for that because we're all at that level. Remember the beginners. The dancers are the most important people, and the beginners are the ones who want to get to that level. You have to remember them. And I've, I, I've just always really tried to make sure that I still cater to my beginners. And that's, I think that, you know, to go back to the other question from earlier real quick was, you said, how, why do you do that? And I think that's, like, why is it that you take, and you, how is it that you can do, make a simple dance, but yet still fun for everybody? So, an advanced dancer still enjoys doing going ham or still enjoys doing uh, double D or ain't too cool. It's an easy dance and it kind of gets boring after a while, but you still get out there and you can do it and the beginners can get excited. That's what gets me excited is watching the beginners go, man, I nailed that. You know what I mean? Like that's what gets me excited and introducing to the beginners phrasing, you know, I wrote coconut water and I was so blessed that, um, you know, world dance masters in England chose my dance coconut water for the competition piece this next year. It was amazing. 
<clears throat> I wrote that dance for beginners to understand phrasing. I had so many people go, what does A, B mean? Like, what is that? I don't even know. And what we don't realize as dancers is there is people who don't know what that means. And you got to remember them and you have to explain it and you got to try and help them get that, you know? And so to me, I think it's just, it's most importantly, it's about the dancers and it's about the support and catering to the dancers because they're the reason that I'm here as an instructor and I'm here as a choreographer and knowing what they want and what they like and being able to provide them with it and still have fun with it myself without making it a job. Mm. All right, before I get to my last question, do we have any thoughts from Megan? Um, well, the typical question I always ask is, outside of dancing, what's your guilty pleasure? What's my guilty pleasure? Yes. Ooh, I love being on the water. I've lived in Florida my whole life. I love the Keys. I love to fish. Um, you know, my best friend and I have two jet skis. We go down to uh, we go down to the ocean, and that's that's where I get out. That's where I get to go and play. And and uh, you know, I just recently went and visited Guyton and Natalie, and. Uh, got to hang out and spend some time with them they live right on the water and so he's finished his boat and get to do some fishing with you know with Guyton and it's really funny because people are always like oh does he miss the dance world and I'm like we didn't talk about dance at all I have no idea <laughs> and they're like really and it's like yeah we we actually we talked about fishing because that's what we that's our what we enjoy doing so I mean you know I love to be outside I love to be on the water and I have a little girl my daughter it means the world to me so normally whatever she wants to do I'm cool with because that just allows me to uh, get my mind off of my other regular job and the dance job, you know, so. Yeah. All right. Well, one final question for you. What dance would you recommend everyone go out and learn right now? Ooh. All levels? Yes. All, all levels. levels. All from 30, 40 years ago till now. Oh, my goodness. What's one dance that everyone should know? You can pick a couple. Okay. Ooh, that's a hard question. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is uh, Scott Blevins' Have Fun Go Mad. I think that that is an incredible dance. We use it so many times, like in a pinch when we're writing a show or show practice, and, and it's one of those dances that everybody knows. It's like, oh, okay, have fun go mad. Just throw that right here. Bam, we do it. You know, uh, I think that that is definitely one that you should, uh, that everyone should know. Uh, really cool dance. Oh, man, you'd put me on the spot with this one. Um... I think you mean for the circuit world. I mean, uh, oh my goodness, you're making this so hard. And you can self-promote. Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I kind of like going ham. You know, it's kind of one that it's one of my favorites. put me on the map. Yeah. Um, I like uh, you know, one that everybody should know though. <sighs> right now, for me, I'll be honest, I am. I'm going to promote this, this this dance because I think it's absolutely brilliant and I'm in love with it and that's Run Me Like a River. Oh, mm. yes. It's such a beautiful dance and it's a great track. Um, I think that that's one that's going to be around for a long time. Uh, Dustin Betts' Pieces. Oh, agreed. I mean, that what a phenomenal dance. You know, it just speaks to you. Um, more towards like the bar world, uh, you know, the fighter. I think that that's a really, really creative and unique dance uh, by Roy, Roy Verdunk. Okay. Roy Verdunk and, oh my gosh, I'm going to forget them. Guillaume, I believe. Guillaume or Jose. I don't remember all of them. I just remember Roy. I feel so awful. But, I mean, I've been teaching the mess out of it, and I think that it's really well written. It matches the music brilliantly. I really like that one. Um, and the music, the track is great. 
right off the top of my head, those. Um, I was trying to think of my favorite Guyton dance and my favorite Rachel dance. Because I always try and promote the ones that my favorites. So, my favorite Guyton dance. That's a toughie. Ooh, that is a toughie. I'm going to have to go with Cadillac Pimpin'. And you look at me and you're like, hmm, that's an old school Guyton dance. I've heard of Cadillac Ride, but... Cadillac Ride, oh, that's what it is. The okay. song's Cadillac Pimpin'. I'm so sorry. Cadillac Ride. It's Cadillac Ride. Yeah, that's the one. We did it last night, actually. It was a lot of fun. I saw it with the knee spins. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, how's your knees feeling today? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was wondering why I was sore this morning. Um, and then Rachel, I have to be honest, um, Mr. Put It Down, because that was the first dance that I got the opportunity to write with her. Uh, I love that one, and I know that our community here locally loves that one, but my favorite dance of Rachel's just simple beginner is homegrown. I love that I, dance. I think it's just so brilliantly written, but of course everything she touches is right. gold anyway. So I was, I was going to say, that one in 1159. Oh, like, I've been teaching that. Oh. Yes, that's a great beginner dance. I've it's actually taught amazing. that at the last three events. And... Um, yeah, thank you for saying that. That's you're one hundred percent right. That's a great beginner dance, and it'll be done here on the circuit. So that's a perfect mix. Yeah. So for those. All right. Well, thank you so much, Trevor, Absolutely. for joining us here on Line Dance Podcast. Absolutely. Um, maybe we'll we'll catch you at a future event for a round two. Cool. And uh, we'll we'll see you this evening on Absolutely. the dance floor. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Have a good night. Thank you guys for the opportunity to come and hang out and talk to you. Appreciate it. Our pleasure. Yep.